Welcome to another inspirational message from Church on the Rock Pile. Thank you for listening. And if you would like more information, you can visit us at www.therockchurch.co.za. Well, I'm so excited to be sharing the word today, and I believe that God has a word for you. So if you're ready, say it like you mean it. My heart's open, my mind's ready, and I won't be the same again in Jesus' name. Amen. And so this message comes from a passage found in 1 Samuel 13 and 14. And it's a really awesome story. It's an event that is such a great example of bravery and courage and fearlessness in the midst of impossible odds. And it is a must read if you have not read it yet. Such a good story. Um, It's the story of Jonathan, the son of Saul, who at the time was king over all of Israel. Um, And chapter 13 gives us some context of the incredible odds they were facing. And so let's have a quick look at what was happening in Jonathan and Saul's world in chapter 13. And so 1 Samuel 13 to 17 says this. Saul lived for one year and then became king. And when he had reigned for two years over Israel, Saul chose 3,000 men of Israel. 2,000 were with Saul in Michmash and the hill country of Bethel. And 1,000 were with Jonathan in Gabeah of Benjamin. The rest of the people he sent home, every man to his tent. Jonathan, that's important, Jonathan defeated the garrison of the Philistines that was at Geba. And the Philistines heard of it. And Saul blew the trumpet throughout all the land saying, let the Hebrews hear. And all Israel heard it said that Saul had defeated the garrison of the Philistines. And also that Israel had become a stench to the Philistines. And the people were called out to join Saul at Gilgal. And the Philistines mustered to fight with Israel. 30,000 chariots and 6,000 horsemen and troops like the sand on the seashore in multitude. They came up and encamped in Michmash to the east of Beth-Avon. When the men of Israel saw that they were in trouble, for the people were hard-pressed, the people hid themselves in caves and in holes and in rocks and tombs and in cisterns. And some Hebrews crossed the fords of the Jordan to the land of Gad and Gilad. Saul was still in Gilgal and all the people followed him tremble. So here we can see that Saul had dug himself into quite a bit of a hole. It seems to me that his mouth had run away from him. His pride and arrogance led him to a very difficult situation. He was taking credit for a victory that was not his own, but actually Jonathan's. He was publicly humiliating the Philistines. And to make the matters worse, he was completely unprepared and understaffed. And he was up against an army of 30,000 plus. I think we can all agree that life Moving forward requires a touch of wisdom, tact, and planning. But this story is not a story of defeat, praise God, but rather of moving forward in the natural as well as the supernatural, which Jonathan, in contrast to Saul, models so well for us. And so the question we need to ask ourselves today is, how do we move forward in our lives in the natural and the supernatural? You can't move forward without understanding that there are battles that need to be won in the supernatural as well as the natural. The world we live in today is extremely focused on political and social awareness, and that in itself is not bad. But are we as Christians and believers of a one true living God intentional in being spiritually aware of the things happening in our lives and in the world around us? Because we can't afford to be politically and socially aware, but, but spiritually blind. We need, to know that God, we need to know the God who created us before we can fully understand his creation. We need to wake up to who we are in Jesus to truly understand our purpose in this world. Because to be woke without a spiritual awakening is living life carelessly. 
But to wake up to the truth of who God is will lead to living a life moving forward. So good. It says it like this in 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 5 to 8. For you are all children of the light and children of the day. We don't belong to the night nor darkness. This is why we must not fall asleep as the rest do, but keep wide awake and clear headed. And so spiritual awareness will breathe hope and will clarify true purpose as we move forward with God. And being spiritually aware also means we understand the spiritual weapons that we carry. And the enemy knows that if he can keep you without any weapons, then he can keep you without hope. We can't move forward in this life with God unless we hold on to hope. And the enemy knows that. If he can take away our weapons, we, we risk losing sight of hope. And so our story continues in 1 Samuel 13 verse 19 to 22. Where it says this. Now there were no blacksmiths to be found throughout all the land of Israel. For the Philistines said, lest the Hebrews make themselves swords or spears. But every one of the Israelites went down to the Philistines to sharpen his plowshare, his mattock, his axe, or his sickle. And, this, and the charge was two-thirds of a shekel for the plowshares and for the mattocks, and a third of a shekel for sharpening the axes and for setting the goads. So on the day of the battle, there were neither sword nor spear found in the hands of any of the people with Saul or Jonathan, but Saul and Jonathan, his son, had them. Get this. We can't, the enemy tried to take away their weapons. So how did they respond? They sharpen their tools. If we start looking, thinking that there's nothing to fight our battles with, we have no tools, no weapons, then we will believe the lie that we are hopeless. When the truth is that we are never without any weapons. So how do we move forward in our lives in the natural and the supernatural? Number one, we sharpen our tools. Sharpen your tools. We need to start looking at what we do have and sharpen those tools. Some of us think that the devil has taken away prayer from us. And you may have bought that lie that you can never go back to God. But he, I want to tell you that you can pray to God. He wants you to talk to him. He wants you to be in relationship with him. You can still pray to God. Some of us skip worship nights because we have bought the lie that someone like me has no right to worship God. But the truth is God made you a worshiper and you can still declare the name of Jesus in your life. We need to start looking at what we do have and sharpen those tools. We need to take back the word, even if it's been years since the last time you read your Bible. The devil has lied to you too many times. Get back into God's presence, sharpen your tools and take back the hope, your hope in God. Our story goes on in 1 Samuel 14, verse 67. And by this point, the army, um, Saul's army has shrunk so much to about 600 men because the guys are just hiding away. They're so scared. And it says this, Jonathan said to the young man who, who carried his armor, Come, let us go over to the garrison of these uncircumcised. It may, it may be that the Lord will work for us, for nothing can hinder the Lord from saving by many or by few. Don't you just love that? And his armor bearer said to him, do all that is in your heart. Do as you wish. Behold, I'm with you, heart and soul. If we want to move forward in our lives and start taking ground, then we need to understand that it takes faith to step out into your purpose. And that brings me to point number two. Start moving. And yes, moving forward brings new battles to overcome from time to time. But staying where you are will, means you will be overcome by the enemy. Jonathan understood that where he was going meant there would be a battle. But he also knew that staying where he was would bring death. And I think that we need to be brave enough to ask ourselves sometimes, if we are not feeling defeated, 
in this season because we have stopped stepping out in faith. Are you trying to survive in this place on your own when actually breakthrough that God has for you is on the other side of a faith step? 1 Samuel 14, verse 8 to 15, it says, Then Jonathan said, Behold, we'll cross over to the men and we will show ourselves to them. If they say to us, wait until we come to you, then we will stand still in our place and we will not give up to them. We will not go up to them. But if they say, come up to us, then we will go up for the Lord has given them into our hand. And this shall be the sign to us. So both men showed themselves to the garrison of the Philistines and the Philistines said, look, Hebrews are coming out of their holes where they have hidden themselves. And the men of the garrison hailed Jonathan and his armor bearer and said, come up to us and we will show you a thing. And Jonathan said to his armor bearer, come up after me for the Lord has given them into, our, into the hand of Israel. Then Jonathan climbed up on his hands and feet and his armor bearer after him and they fell before Jonathan and his armor bearer killed them after him. If we are going to start moving forward, then we need to number three, trusting God. I believe that the only thing scarier than stepping out with God by your side in an impossible situation is doing everyday life on your own. Trusting in God takes action. Trusting that he will guide your steps requires stepping out. If all we are prepared to do is study the word of God, study God, um, but we cannot do what God asks us to do, then we are no better than the Pharisees that Jesus rebuked. Stepping out and moving forward requires action. And we are responsible for the work, yes, but God will take care of the results. And our story comes to this epic close in 1 Samuel 14, verse 14 to 15. It says, and that, and that first strike which Jonathan and his armor bearer made killed about 20 men within, as, as, as it were, half a furrow's length in an acre of land. And there was a panic in the camp, in the field, and among all the people. The garrison and even the raiders trembled, the earthquake, and it became a very great panic. Come on. If we want to experience the faithfulness of God the way Jonathan did, then we need to sharpen our weapons, start moving, and trusting God to do the supernatural in our lives. And it all starts with those daily steps we take to move closer and closer to Jesus. God bless. Wow, wasn't that an amazing message? Well, thank you, Dylan, for that message. Well, today I have a message that um, if you want to put a title to it, you could call it Managing Your Move. Our future is ahead of us because God is not done with us. We need to move forward in faith because we don't want to miss out on the increase in our lives, the increase in our workplace, the favor over our families, the favor over our friendships. Now, I have a question for you guys, and that is, have you ever seen the movie Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift? That movie is full of drifting, hence the name Tokyo Drift, but that movie is full of drifting where cars are driving at speed and at the very last moment, they pull up their handbrake and they change direction just so they don't crash into the corner. It's, oh, it's very exciting when you watch it. And some of you may be thinking right now, oh, well, in that case, I think I know exactly what drifting is. I, I see it every single time my spouse drives their car. Or maybe I saw it this morning. Uh, well, back to the movie. 
There are cars in this movie. There is speed involved in this movie. And it is a recipe we all love. And they know it, seeing that they've made 10 of these movies already. But in this particular one, our hero uh, ends up smashing his car in the beginning of the movie because he loses traction and his car ended up um, spinning out of control. So I thought to myself, wait, drifting, you're sliding around corners. Surely you want to lose traction? So I Googled it and Google told me, being very clever as Google is, drifting causes you to lose some traction, but not all of it. You still want to exercise some control over the amount of traction that is lost. So, reading on, it says, no traction equals no control. And no control equals a crash. So today, I believe there are some ideas that we could take from this that will help us move forward. And... I will give you three of them, okay? The first one is don't lose traction. Don't lose traction. In Genesis 12 verse 1, it says, The Lord said to Abram, Leave your native country, your relatives, your father's family, and go to the land that I will show you. I will make you a great nation. I'll bless you and make you famous and you will be a blessing to others. I'll bless those who bless you and curse those who treat you with contempt. And all the families on earth will be blessed through you. Last week, Mark preached a message on faith and how to move into the unknown. And you could go and listen to that on our podcast, and uh, we also have it on YouTube. But it was truly an amazing message, and I do recommend you go and listen to that. But just that statement is so true. That promotion, that travel that we want to do, the leap we take out of our comfort zone needs faith. When you are changing jobs or starting a new business, getting that promotion with all those new responsibilities, taking on new financial challenges, or going in for that medical procedure that needs to take place, it takes faith to suddenly get out and go into the unknown like Abraham did. Abraham was able to step out and make radical changes because he was grounded in God and God's word. And he knew what God's will was. He was confident in it, even though it was still a risk. When we understand the heart of God, we know he wants us to flourish. We know he wants us to thrive. Now, a small car, okay? 
you know, you get large cars and you get small cars. A, a small car is great for parking. I would know I used to have a little uh, Kia Picanto. Uh, we used to joke and always say it's a little, it's a little box car. We could just go park it in a little box. It's so cute. Uh, and it's great for parking. There is no parking bay too small for it. But when it comes to driving fast, you don't want to go over 120. Not because it can't go over 120, but rather because the car literally starts to bounce. It starts to do a little bob, it starts to move a bit, and you can't react to anything when your wheels are not on the ground. And you start to think, maybe my wheels are not on the ground right now. You, you don't want to skid out of control, let's be honest. So what happens? We end up hesitating and we end up saying to ourselves, you know what, I'll just slow down a little bit. Uh, I'm good at the speed or maybe, maybe I'm even better if it was a little bit slower than the speed. But God is the God of and suddenly. And you see it even with Abraham. In fact, suddenly appears in the Bible 87 times. 87 times there was a and suddenly God works in the fast and the now in the beginning there was nothing and suddenly in Genesis 1 3 we see that's only three verses down it says and God said let there be light and there was light there was darkness and suddenly pressing into God and his word gives us that peace of the and suddenly. When the bends in the road come, and let's be honest, the corners will come, we do not hesitate because we know we will not be shaken. When we are weak, he is strong. He controls our path. So we could actually drift around the corners rather than crashing into them. In Psalms 16, 8 to 9, it says, I've set the Lord always before me because he is at my right hand. I will not be shaken. Therefore, my heart is glad and my tongue rejoices. My body always will dwell securely. My body will always dwell securely. We have his peace over us. The second point is, look where you're going, not where you've been. Look where you're going, not where you've been. How many of you have ever had anyone tell you to look where you're going? I remember when I got my license and I was driving with my father. This is one of the first drives I was doing with my father just after receiving it. While we drove, I was talking to him and I kept turning my head towards him. And every time I turned towards him, <laughs> he would say something. And what would that be? It would be, look where you're going. Now, I also often walk in the morning deep thought. Don't know if you do this, but 
I end up breaking that thought to go, where am I? And I have to work out where I am because most probably I walked right past the store I actually wanted to go to in the first place. And it, it takes a moment or two. God will take you out of the curse and into his blessing. You need to believe that. You really do. He will save your life from destruction. He will move you forward into your future. What was is not what will be. Turn your eyes to his promise. In Genesis 19, we see a, a, a piece of the Bible about Lot. Okay, That is Abraham's nephew. And he was told to flee his home and city because God is now angry and he wants to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. And Lot and his family are being spared. Now we're going to jump into Genesis 19 verse 17. And it says, as soon as the men, these are two angels that entered the city to um, get Lot. As soon as the men had brought them out, one of them said, run for your lives. Do not look back and do not stop anywhere on the plain. Flee to the mountains or you will be swept away. Now, Lot ends up going and pleading and saying, I, I won't make the mountains. There's no way I can make it. I'm going to end up being destroyed with everything. Can I not go to a city called, uh, a, a little off city called Zar? Can I not go there? And they go, okay, you know what? You could go there. And then we go and pick up again from Genesis 19, verse 24 to 26. And it says, then the Lord raised down, rained down sulfur and fire on Sodom and Gomorrah. From the Lord out of heavens. He destroyed these cities and their entire plains, including all the inhabitants of the cities and everything that grew on the ground. But Lot's wife looked back and she became a pillar of salt. God wants to take us out of darkness and into light. But the enemy doesn't want that for you. If you look back at what is safe, what is comfortable, what is known, longing for the past and not the future, we can't move forward. We'll be constantly pulling in the opposite direction and we'll end up motionless. A pillar of salt. If the enemy can't pull you back, he will settle with you standing still. Saying things like the good old days. Were the good old days that good though? Were they? I remember no cell phones. Then I remember no computers. Then I remember dial up internet. The bane of everyone's existence. Do you remember that? Yeah, you used to hear those noises. And then after waiting nearly 20 minutes, we'll go, uh, it's engaged. I guess we'll try again later. I don't want to go back to that. Do you know what? I remember life without Jesus. 
I don't want to go back to that. When you are not looking forward, you have a greater chance of crashing. I can't wait to see where God's going to lead me and what his plans are for me. I might only be able to see as far as the headlights will allow, but I have faith. The third point is, know what waits for you at the end. So in the Fast and Furious movie, we all know that the, the hero is racing to save the girl because he's always racing on one of them to save the girl. But when you have your eyes set on the goal, nothing can take your focus off that, not even your current situation. I know why I'm doing this. And because of that, I will overcome this too. God's blessing goes beyond us. Everything on earth does not even add up to what awaits for us in heaven. And it is because of Jesus, we are victorious. We have a future in eternity. And in Psalms 23, verse 6, it says, Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I don't know what will happen, but I know God's goodness will be in it, and His mercy will follow me during it. Let us embrace the unknown and leap into what God has in store for us. In Matthew um, 28, verse 20, it says, And be sure of this, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. We know our end is with Jesus, and that gives me peace. If we have traction on our path, looking forward and and know what awaits for us, I believe we will move forward in into our God-given future. So let us embrace what God has for us. Let us move forward with, with a confidence and zero hesitation.